0: This is a headgum podcast.
1: Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the Headgum Podcast Network, the least topical podcast on the internet.
2: Today's topic was Hamilton. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig, and it is episode 225. Like the past few months, we have been a little willy nilly with um, when
1: we are putting out these episodes. A little bit william nilly, yeah. People things have come up. Uh, quarantine remains intact, so yeah, you know, we've been a little a little willy nilly.
2: We're both doing okay. The main reason why we kind of missed a couple days here and there, hither and thither,
1: yes, was because I went camping. Again, couldn't get enough. You went camping. You took a brief, uh, honestly, a brief break from camping, and then you went right back camping, literally to the same campsite. That's a, that's
2: borderline psychopathic.
1: To it's go awesome. camping
2: for three days. One of the joys of camping is coming home and then suddenly having the creature comforts of your couch, your air conditioner, locking a door, turning on the television. To to go back and then immediately say back to the trees, back to the rocks. <laughs>
1: yeah um how how was it how was the sequel brother how i haven't talked to you since you got back and not in person anyway but like how was it how was
2: it camping x2 was great first time was with my close but no sagath uh, (laughs) it was a a one-on-one and that had its own charms and its own own kind of vibe yep this was a friend of ours is having a child in six weeks yes wow his second child and so one of our friends said, if everyone agrees to take a COVID-19 test at Dodger Stadium and get yep. a negative result, we can go camping, a few of us, uh, scattered out in the woods Great. to celebrate him and throw him a dad-schler party. Love this. Hell yeah. <laughs> and the difference between a dad-schler party and um, a one-on-one with your close but no cigar yes. is <laughs> that um bachelor parties you wake up you have a bagel you eat some bacon and oh, yeah. then you're having a beer and throwing a
1: beanbag yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's kind it, of the top priority
2: yeah different vibe with different. sagath you're reading books and you're uh, people, like kind of engaging with one another and yeah. kind of enjoying the quiet and yeah. you know isolation this you're throwing beanbags and holding
1: modello oh, we, we love this so how yes. many so how many human beings was this on this on on this dachler party how many people um, are we talking here? Four
2: or five? We're, yeah, approximately four. Um, one somebody came for a sec. Uh, the second night. of Cool. The two. Cool. Yeah, but it was very. Uh, it, we tried to keep it as responsible as humanly possible. But that being said, it was a great vibe. Oh but man! It, but once again, it made this uh, no joke schedule a little William and a little a William. little
1: William and a little Nilliam. But welcome back from the woods, my friend. Uh, I'm so happy that you're that you've returned safe and sound, and I can't wait for you to go back in probably another 72 to 96 hours. Oh, yeah, I should have right. mentioned I'm recording from the woods right now. Yeah. I have. I'm in a bird's nest right now.
2: I'm yeah, the play. best acoustics were in this. Um, I think it's a condor. The condor <laughs> has returned to Southern California after 50 years, and I have found a condor's nest to record the No <laughs> Podcast. So don't say I'm not committed. So
1: <laughs> Fully committed to the condor.
2: Right. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Adam, we haven't spoken a couple of days. How is all with you?
1: Everything's good, man. Everything is good. Um, I think that the... I I think like us all i've well hopefully i've been you know maggie and fig and i have been staying very COVID conscious and very safe and we've been seeing maggie's mother and her sister and her family so that's our little pod that we've been kind of working with for the past few months and that is like so great uh, i do not take it for granted I, I do not take for granted that we're able to at least just sort of like see a few other folks irl on this semi-regular uh, because i gotta tell you man it's starting to you know starting to get to me. I mean, this this sort of, I mean, what are we, month four here, and I'm getting I, I miss my parents a lot and they miss us a lot. And I'm really feeling that physical distance right now. And like you have said on this podcast, it's it's a some good days, some bad days, some ups, some downs, but but um the, the the mood swings the mood swing is hit me again. I don't know. I feel like we've entered a new not even a new, but just like the longer this goes on, the, I don't know, the longer it just sort of like plays on your psyche, I think. And it's like, God, oh, is yeah. this ever going to end? And what is the what, what does the other side of this look like? Is there another side? What's going on? And bad news feels really discouraging and and – et cetera. So no, anyway, I guess what I'm saying is I'm an emotional start? mess. Okay, okay.
2: <laughs> so you sound like you are in the majority. I think yeah. that you speak for the majority of Americans right now who are just exhausted by the number of news stories that are
1: kind of taking over. Um, just the uncertainty. It's taxing on, on the psyche. Just the, 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 the vast t- totalizing uncertainty is hard. It's hard to... And it's hard, and all of that is with a caveat that we are healthy, well-privileged, homed, fed, watered, and fine. And everything is fine, but still, it's stressful. I mean, who, I mean, this—that's yeah. no surprise.
2: Yeah. I wish that I could offer more practical advice than what I'm about to offer. But one thing that I've learned is that when you start to feel overwhelmed, if you can—and I'm not going to assume that everyone can—but yeah. I would encourage you to get to a condor's nest out in the <laughs> woods, call your best buddy, and say we can talk it
1: out. how get the You just did you? How'd you get the laptop up there? You just climbed the tree with the laptop?
2: Yeah, I had a a, wow. beaner, a carabiner. <laughs> I have a carabiner for my um, swell bottle, which holds 16 ounces of water. And then I have a carabiner for my MacBook Pro.
3: Okay, perfect.
2: I, yeah, so I, uh, I uh, schlepped the Pro yeah. and the beaners up to the condor's nest. And if Great. this bird comes down, I should put a caveat on this episode. If this bird yeah. comes down while I'm up in this nest, um, yeah. I'm just going to have to say thank you, good night. Thank okay? you, good
1: night. Uh, so, guys, uh, no joke, Nation, if you hear a thank you, good night, that means the condor hath returned. So that's all yes. that needs. Just yes. put a little podcast caveat there.
2: Yes. If I say thank you, good night at any point uh, beyond when I'm saying, thank you, good night right now. Yeah, okay. okay. So the next thank you, good night after that, thank you, good night. Yes. If I say that, please tweet out hashtag prayers up Billy yeah. and tag me yeah. at Billy's Fury. Um, prayers up, Billy, just so that
1: I know if I'm still running from this condor, that the nation is with me. Absolutely. And who knows? Maybe it would start sort of a lifelong friendship. Maybe you and the condor get along. Maybe you move into the nest. Maybe you guys become roommates and best buddies. I mean, we don't know. Mm. It's going to go a million different ways, but Mm. all of a sudden you have a podcast with a condor. I mean, you have those 60 ounces of water. You have the laptop. You have a co-host.
2: Out of all due respect, Adam, I would, if I was to start another podcast with a condor, I would reach out to you first and I'd want your blessing. (laughs)
1: Billy, I'm not, I don't, saying I,
2: that, I, I, I'm not saying that every animal, like, I might start a podcast with a different animal that's not a condor, and I might not require your blessing. That's but fine. If it, if it is a condor, because. I feel like this kind of idea was birthed out of the fact that I am currently in a condor's nest (laughs) and we're discussing it live. I feel like it is partially IP of the No Joke Podcast. Yeah, So if I do branch off and do a second podcast with this condor, I will ask for your blessing first. I just want to put that out there.
1: Well, uh, you totally have my blessing. I just want you to consider the name Pros and Condors. For the We'll just, mm. just, just, just throw that out there. It doesn't matter. I don't want, right. we don't want to stop in your turn. you
2: are the kind of guy who goes title first. We don't know what the show's about. doesn't matter what the, the show's
1: about. We got the title. It got... <laughs>
2: doesn't, doesn't matter. Title first. <laughs> title Adam, <laughs> title first Lustig in the building. <laughs> title first. Exactly. Oh, um, so okay, so we are not going to talk about condors today, though we should. <laughs> One thing I am interested about that is related to last week's episode, Camping, was that we talked about Nojo Public List. Yes, we talked about Cirque du Soleil, how it's risen to the top. We have a voicemail that will come in the second or third act. Cannot wait. might explain how and why it became on top. <laughs> Amazing. I'm also curious, and let's check in the second act, Adam. Yep. Where Fettuccini Alfredo currently oh. is on NoJokePublicList.com? I,
1: I, I am looking at it right now with mine eyes, and I think you'll be pleasantly
2: surprised. Okay. So in the second act, <laughs> we will play a game of Over Under. Um, I might shoot Perfect. for the moon to Perfect. see where Fennetini Alfredo is. <laughs> Great. Let's get to the reason why we're here. Yeah. Disney Plus's Hamilton.
1: <laughs> Disney
2: Plus's Hamilton. Yes. Disney Plus presents... Hamilton.
1: As everybody uh, who hasn't been living under a rock knows, mm. Hamilton, the smash Broadway beyond sensation, beyond phenomenon, supernova. Right. I would call it a supernova mm-hmm. uh, of a Broadway show. Um, I have not seen this. I do not have access to Disney Plus at this moment. Although I do have a password, I could thieve, which I probably will. But Billy, mm. you you watched the movie, or yes. the you watched the movie? So we're going to talk about that. Um, yes. Yes, I'm obviously I'm familiar with the soundtrack. I've listened to it a million times. I think it's amazing. Leonardo Miranda, what a gift! What a gift from the gods. Um, mm. you have actually seen you've actually seen the thing itself, um, which yeah. is cool. So it is a. Let me ask you this: It is a taping. It is like a. It is a taping of a live of one of the live Broadway performances.
2: So that, yes, and that sounds like a nightmare. If you grew up in New York, yeah. in like, I'd say the tri-state area, around like 10 p.m., there would be commercials for like Cats <laughs> and yes. like Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, these are television commercials for this play. And it would look so bad. It, it, like, filming theater inherently looked Bad. That is, so I that, want to get that out
1: of the way. Can't, now, can't I stress that, that enough. Cannot stress that enough. It is a well kind of a well-established fact in the arts community that a mm-hmm. play on tape sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like That, that is, mostly sucks. This is my interpretation.
2: It's not the rule, but theater is to be experienced from an audience's perspective of watching like choose your own adventure it's a huge landscape of like what you can be watching and if you're Dad. on stage eyes are on you but cameras make that the complete opposite Amen. Where they're saying now look here Amen. now look here Amen. and while there's aspects of sharing focus on stage that needs to be nuanced and kind of like handled well by the performers. Exactly. Not by a camera just saying stare here. Exactly. Exactly. And I will say about Hamilton presented by Disney plus. (laughs) They need the plug. They really need the plug. Disney. And we need that ad money. We're trying to become a Disney plus podcast (laughs) um, that they did it so well. And I think how they did it. I think how Hamilton acknowledged it was that they um, did a performance that was built for the camera oh was a live there's a live audience that is like cheering along at every single moment laughing at every laugh line yes but they it seems like they maybe i don't know if they changed the performances at all but Hmm. that it was like very staged and like built knowing where cameras were going to be and it didn't miss a beat it was like such a hit it felt like a movie it was just that hurdle the fact that they got over that hurdle for a fan of musical theater was like okay, now we can just enjoy the ride. I mean,
1: oh my god I'm, I, I I really want to hear your kind of like just your sort of it sounds like you loved it I mean I'm gleaning mm-hmm. from your tone and from your literal words that you're speaking that you liked it and that you loved it which is great but there as a musical theater fan who would uh, as a kid listen to the soundtracks of so many different musicals that I had never seen there is a certain right. thrill and like complete it like it sort of speaks to the I don't know it scratches a certain completest itch to like finally add visuals to a soundtrack that you've heard a mm-hmm. thousand times there's exactly. a certain there's a Certain specific satisfaction in that that can really only be achieved through musical theater. I've listened to the soundtrack a thousand times. Oh, that's what the costume looks like. Got it. Mm, and mm, there's a certain the kind of gratification there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the kind. Con- I know
2: there was so much. I was like, I could sing along, but I had no idea what any of the words meant. And I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. kudos to them. Lin Manuel Miranda said that it, he went on record as saying it would be a crime if people who can't afford to see the show can't see the show, yeah. especially kids and students. Totally. And they knocked it out of the park. It's just so rad. So yeah, I'll explain my experience. Great. One thing I will say that made it feel like uniquely topical is that like revolutionary stories in musicals are <laughs> they, they work. Like if
4: let you're
1: listen hey, your Achilles
2: heel, Bill. I'm okay. saying, and don't sleep on newsies, dog. Nope, if you you're if your movie or musical ends with the village waking up and realizing that we can be better, and they take to the streets and sing, I
1: mean, we've we got that. a
2: hit on our freaking hands.
1: You've got Billy and Adam and the Condor uh, by that. You've got us. You've got us by the beak. Yes, we'll right be
2: flying, in. if the town decides to walk the streets and sing an anthem together, Adam and I will be on our Condor. Yeah. Adam <laughs> on the left wing, Billy on the right wing. Yes,
0: exactly. Adam on the left
2: wing, Billy <laughs> on, on, the on the right, right wing. wing. Condor with <laughs> the wings. And we will be singing three-part harmony to whatever song the town agrees is most revolutionary.
1: I'm sure I've told you this. I know for a fact I've told you this. Uh, And maybe I even said this on the podcast. But on literally the day that Maggie and I were leaving the hospital after the birth of our son, that like as we were leaving, um, I don't know what inspired me. It was maybe like, I don't know. It was like 7 o'clock on some evening. It was like we had been in the hospital for maybe two or three days and we're exhausted emotional just like emotions poureth over of of all kinds and i played on my phone seize the day from newsies and Come i saw saw sa- a- as i was like walking out of the uh, out of the uh, hospital uh, and just like with seize the day little i don't know why i did that i was
2: open like, the gates and sure. seize the day nice. Don't be afraid and don't delay. delay.
1: The best, dude. No the No
2: one will break us. Yeah. No one can make us. Uh, Let us seize the day. Uh, and then, of course, the drummer shows up. Yeah. Of yeah. course, the drummer's right around the corner. Right around the corner. He's <laughs> he's seizing. It. It. Just about yeah, the Seizing day. the day. Yeah, yeah he's <laughs> hitting the snare drum and he's seizing the day. Yeah, exactly. All right, so it's obviously an axe break and we're obviously seizing the day. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Oh,
0: gates and seize the day. Don't be afraid and don't delay. Nothing can break us, no one can make us give our rights away. Arise and seize the To the day. Now it's time to seize the day. Send up the call and join the fray. Send up the ball and join the fray. will be righted if we're united. Let us seize the day. Friends of the friendless seize the day. Friends of the seize the day. Raise up the torches, light the way. Raise up the torches, light the way. Proud and defiant, we'll slay the giant.
1: Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. That was the song Seize the Day from Newsies. It's a, I don't know, like it plucks all of my emotional heartstrings there. That plucks every one of them.
2: Yeah, if you guys um, sign into your Disney Plus accounts, <laughs> you can probably access motion picture Newsies starring Academy Award winner nominee, probably Christian Bale. Sure. Should, yeah, Oh, definitely. <laughs> I it. And, and, and if that wasn't enough, Stay in your Disney Plus app and <laughs> scroll down on your newsies program. Billy. And, dare and you. you'll notice, you'll notice on your Disney Plus app that Doogie Hauser oh. co-star Max Casella joins
1: the fray. Oh, yeah. You might not know him by name, but you'll see his face and he'll be like, that face.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if Max Casella and Christian Bale aren't Isn't that- enough, stay in your Disney Plus app. <laughs> Stay on the Newsies page. Continue scrolling. Who is journalist? Who is journalist?
1: Bill Pullman. Yes. Yes. Journalist. Yes. Journalist. <laughs> yes. Bill Pullman is in the movie. The, the movie is one of the all-time greats, and then it became a Broadway musical, I think, I feel like year, like a decade later, 10 or 15 mm. years later, I feel like it was adapted into a Broadway musical. Not quite as successful as Hamilton, uh, sure. but um, – But I mean, Hamilton seeped into the cultural consciousness so fast and hard. Mm. I feel like what was your first, the first thing, maybe this is the first thing we all saw about Hamilton, but there was that clip that was like the clip of like Lin-Manuel doing a song from it for the Obamas at the White House when he was like workshopping the musical. Do you remember that?
2: Yeah, so I don't even think that he was workshopping the musical. I oh. think that he had just done that, and then that might have inspired him. Oh, to wow. Really okay. Oh, okay, cool. I could be wrong cool. about that. Yeah. I could be wrong about almost every single thing I say. Yeah. Um, not wrong about Max Casella, Bill Pullman, oh, Eddie Christian Bale, Disney Plus app. Yes. But I do think that that was like one of the first times where anyone heard it. And some the thing about Lin-Manuel Miranda, and I think you've mentioned it before, is that it's so easy to understand his raps. He yeah. raps it's a rap speak that yes. is just so, you can, you, you don't feel like you're like, um you know, for the traditional theater, you know, like 50 plus white person, yes you know, you can, you can digest the words being said in a new way and you can almost probably feel cool about it.
1: Totally. Ex- yeah Exactly. Totally accessible. Completely, completely accessible. Rides the line perfectly between like head knocking hip hop and just like, oh, this is a rapping history lesson.
2: And his co-stars. So he Mm. has, in any good musical, um, the main guy usually shows up and he like rolls into town and then he meets his boys or his girls or his crew or his army. In this one, he meets Aaron Burr, who is played by Leslie Odom Jr. He's amazing. And Jiminy freaking Crickets. Jiminy Crickets, huh? He's great. Leslie Odom Jr. is different. He's just... So his role is to be Aaron Burr, who is someone who um, lives by the uh, kind of... Adage to smile more and speak less. That's right. Less smile more. That's right. And that plays directly, flies directly in the face of Alexander Hamilton. Who, who can't, can't shut
1: up. up, cannot shut up.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um, he introduces him to a few more drinking cronies. Yes. One is Lafayette, who is David Diggs. Oh, yeah. Come and on. David Diggs is, he plays big characters. Yeah. Like he is, he is very um, flamboyant. Theatrical. And fun and theatrical. Yes. And that's a really, it's a very like, um, Everything feels very crisp and staccato. Yes, in yes. Show. And he is just like just like an open fire hydrant. Just oh, yeah. Spraying water everywhere. He's a real treat. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they have the big dog. Are Hercules Mulligan. Bulletin. Dude. Hercules Mulligan. <laughs> um, he is Hercules. He's awesome. He's just so awesome. And then they have this other dude who plays like four roles. He has long hair in the Disney Plus version. Um, <laughs> but I was just like. If you're just watching these great raps. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I might get sidetracked, but just that the his crew is
1: just like such a great crew. Yes. Uh, but let me ask you this, Billy, and I do not mean to put you on the spot at all, but uh, but just from a, for a just as a gauge of your of your historical takeaway, if you had to like briefly summarize the actual mm. plot, the, like yes. what, what actually happens in the show, how yes. would you how what would you what would you tell me?
2: <laughs> so King, King George. Um, is I believe Britain's king. Yes, and we open there, and yeah. uh, what's happening is that we are beginning to start the Revolutionary War. Okay, or we are currently in the Revolutionary War. Okay, and um, George Washington is our president. However, right. yes. this guy Alexander Hamilton, um, they put him in charge of a trading charter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. For, <laughs> at 14 they put him in charge of a trading charter Um, he rolls into town and suddenly, he has big ideas, and he's always in the room where it happens. Yes. So, what happens in the room where it happens. Are like three three usually white men yes. sit around a table and make laws, and this is how it's been for you know three hundred forever, right? Yes. And nobody knows what is said, what is drank, what is promised, what is put under the table. Yes. Um, but Alexander Hamilton and his just loud mouth is always in the room where it happens. Yes. He um, approaches, or he is called in by George Washington. He rises the ranks. George Washington says. I'm having a hard time winning this Revolutionary yes. War. This yes. is a trip. Yes. He's like, what do you think? And he's like, I'm going to put Hercules as a spy. Sick. I'm going to get Lafayette to start blasting dudes. This is my crew. My crew. Yeah. And America shows up, and America takes out the Brits. Got and it. Then Lafayette waves the flag. They wave the white flag. They go away. Now it's our country. And then in the second act, how do we lead our country? Oh, interesting. So leading up to the intermission.
1: Oh, so the, it's, so the first act of the show ends with, we won the revolution. We have our own nation. And then the that's second exactly act is like, gulp, what now, though?
2: Yeah, the B, C, and D stories also happen where Alexander Hamilton uh, falls in love with a Schuyler sister. He yep. has a child. Yep. Um, Aaron Burr falls in love with a wife of someone on the enemy line. Whoopsie Daisy. Doja. Oh dear. F-
1: beautiful song. Beautiful song.
2: So, I mean, all the songs are beautiful. It goes without saying. Yeah. So that's happening. Then suddenly in the second act, Thomas Jefferson shows up. Got He's it. been chilling in France while all of this has been happening. Got Thomas it. There's a lot of out, and then that starts happening. Then Aaron Burr, Alexander Hamilton start. So there's a lot happening in the second act, and maybe I can get there yep. a little bit later. But that's my Great. cursory explanation. And while that's all happening, rap.
1: Rap. I mean, it's happening not only while. that that All of that is happening through rap. The vehicle by which that is happening is rap. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. And then a couple of just like RB songs and a couple of nods to actually like a Mob Deep song and just a couple of different nods to songs where you're like, there's also like nods to rap in here. Yeah. Pretty, is, it
1: there, is it there an allusion to Biggie's 10 Crack Commandments or, or like 10 whatever commandments? Yes,
2: 10, 10 Dual Commandments yes, is another song, yes. which is 100% based on a Biggie song. I believe yeah. that Lin Manuel Miranda might have even executive produced a hip hop remix album Sick. that you might be able to get on Spotify where you know, quote unquote real rappers, rappers in the game, the yes. mob deeps of the world, probably the Jada kisses of the world, yes. rap songs from cool. Hamilton and cool. put their own verses on it. Very, so very cool.
1: And again, I I don't want that to go and said just for the record, we are uh, both courting Disney Plus and Spotify. We are huge fans of these huge brands, and we just want to say, if you guys want to advertise on the No Joke Pod or Billy's upcoming podcast with the Condor, that'd be much welcome. Mm, Spotify, Disney Plus, any of these young hard scrabble, up-and-coming new companies. uh, We would love to just shout those out and give them a plug.
2: Yes, if you are hard scrabble, (laughs) if you are hard scrabble, we need you to email nojokepod at gmail.com and just with the subject line, hard scrabble, and then we're right back. We get it. We get it.
1: Exactly. Adam. Exactly.
2: We're talking about Hamilton right now, but that would be, it would be, I'd be re- I'd be remiss yes. if I didn't mention that we have an email that I think gets to the bottom of Cirque du Soleil oh. gate. I, 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 I need it. I need to hear it. For the listeners of No Joke, do you briefly want to catch people up with um, Cirque du Soleil Gate?
1: Well, Cirque du Soleil Gate uh, is essentially like, as Billy mentioned at the top of the episode, we have NoJokePublicList.com where everybody, uh, all of listeners and beyond contribute to throw out topics that you guys want us to talk about in the podcast and upvote them. Um, and Cirque du Soleil, which had been sort of in the top 10 or dozen categories, skyrocketed recently to the tippity, tippity top of the no joke public list and was the front runner for a while, uh, last week or last episode, I should say, I kind of, I had, I had looked at the list, Billy, you had not, and I sort of had you get, you tried to guess, um, what you tried to guess what it was, Cirque du Soleil was the answer, and we uh was is that the end of the gate? was there was there a further controversy beyond that or that was no no
2: that was a very comprehensive yeah. rewind of the gate. Yeah okay great yeah that's the gate we, that's the circus. we both gate. signed on to nojokepubliclist.com and we're surprised to see Cirque du Soleil suddenly at the yeah. we, did it. we didn't know why. Why well, so Adam, popular? Yeah. Adam we received an email We received a freaking email from a young lady named Sarah. And it says, hey, Billy and Adam. I I should say, actually, the subject of the email, the brief history of Cirque du Soleil's (laughs) meteoric meteoric question mark rise to the top of the list. Love this. Wait till you read the body. Hey, Billy and Adam. This is Sarah from Denver. I have a bit of explaining to do. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Okay. So this is going to be Sarah from Denver, and she might have some explaining to do. Settle in, folks.
3: Hi, Billy and Adam. This is Sarah Dieter, and I live in Denver, Colorado. Oh. I'm <laughs> sending you this voice memo <laughs> to give you a brief history of the Cirque du Soleil entries rise to the top of the no-joke public list.
1: Amazing. I can't I'm wait, see. Adam. Amazing. Uh,
3: I was frequently the website and noticed that after you pressed the thumbs-up button, If you tried to press another one, it would say that you voted too recently, which then of course sparked in me the question, how long does it take to reset the upload? Yeah,
2: truly. Love that train of
1: thought. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. What's the reset time? What's the turnaround time here? I think rascals think like
2: that. I think (laughs) that if you're a rascal, you think like that.
3: So I set up a timer every hour until I figured out that it takes exactly three hours for the upload button to reset on your browser.
2: Whoa! So I'm laughing a lot. You might not hear it, but I'm laughing a lot. (laughs) What data? Adam, this is good, important, no-joke data.
1: Three hours for the thumbs-up to reset. I don't even know what to do with that information other than to say, wow, Sarah, the diligence and the detective work that that that, that, uh, that you're exhibiting here is amazing.
2: Humans will always beat bots. More yeah. from Sarah.
3: Now, uh, during a time when there's just so much we can't control, this was something of a small lifeboat <laughs> in a large ocean of helplessness. This is beautiful.
2: This is beautiful. all... This is. I'm ready for more. Beautiful, and I'm ready for
4: more.
3: A small bit of change, I could see a modest ripple. Wow! I decided to make (laughs) it a personal campaign of vote Cirque du Soleil every three hours of my waking day. (laughs) Time
1: (laughs) not wasted. No, time not wasted. Beautifully, ideally spent.
3: (laughs) So for about two weeks. (laughs) Wait.
2: I know where this is going. She said so for about two weeks. This is so Amazing. deeply funny. Amazing. Okay.
3: One of the first things I did in the morning was upvote Cirque du Soleil and then I immediately set a timer. Three for three hours of the future. Uh when the timer went off, I would then upvote Cirque du Soleil again. And that cycle. Would continue until I liked it for the last time in the evening when I went to
2: bed. So everyone's saying that during this pandemic and during this quarantine, it's important to have routine. That yeah. usually means like I'm going to be at my computer for two hours. Yep. I'm going to go for a walk. Yep. Then I'm going to cook some food. Yep. Then I'll do this exercise. Yep. For Sarah so far, it's been wake up, no Uh-oh. joke, public Cirque du Soleil. Timer on the phone, Uh-oh. 180 minutes. Uh-oh. When that goes off, upvote. I'll go for whatever. 180 minutes? Uh, so this is a supreme use of time.
3: So unfortunately, 75 or more uh, people don't want to hear you talk about Cirque du Soleil.
2: That is humbling.
1: Yes. I'm humbled. <laughs> I'm humbled. <laughs> and so should Cirque du Soleil be. Because, uh, a, little, a little, Yeah, go on, go on. by only point being that like, yeah, Cirque du Soleil, we thought, wow, what is this? What accounts for this like sudden shocking sort of like rise of Cirque du Soleil? Like, did we miss something? Did a new show come out? Did we miss some sort of like piece of Cirque du Soleil news? No, this was Sarah coping with quarantine. This was, Sarah. This was Sarah in Denver coping with quarantine.
2: This wasn't a new demographic that somehow heard of us and all came over to check out the pod. No. This wasn't new analytics. This was Sarah every 180 <laughs> – Click in Cirque du Soleil. Sarah's not done.
3: It's simply a reflection of my ambitious campaign. Um, My humble request to you now is that you consider Cirque du Soleil covered in episode 224.
2: Interesting. um, And
3: freeze the upvotes, please, on public lists so that I'm not further tempted to start a Cirque du Soleil to 100 upvotes campaign. Wow.
2: Um, She wants to go cold turkey. Wants to go cold turkey with the upvotes for Cirque du Soleil. Oh, Sarah, what a sentence!
3: Sarah is Sarah.
1: so Sarah is proposing that us merely talking about the meteoric rise of Cirque du Soleil within the context of our podcast public list website is enough for her. That is enough. Yeah. That has scratched her itch about us talking about Cirque du Soleil, the international circus company. Uh, Mm -hmm. That that has scratched that itch. I Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think about that? I'm sold. I'm sold on that. She
2: wants Dan Herrero to dip that in bronze ASAP. She wants Cirque du Soleil dipped in bronze. Yep. Um, Yep. Let's hear her out. Let's just make sure that we have all for please and begs and pleases in order real quick
3: now uh i'm regularly very disheartened by politics but if you'll have me and uh i know you will i accept my position as the no joke hall of fame campaign manager wow thank you for all the laughs uh cheers to cirque du soleil at the top of the list um <laughs> and i'm
2: 510 <5'10". laughs> oh, and i'm 510 Oh my god. Well first of all, her new nickname is Sarah de Soleil. Sarah right? de Soleil.
1: Five foot ten, that, Sarah de Soleil. Absolutely. Right.
2: We have a campaign manager. Finally we can run we could run for, uh, I, I don't know, we could run, run for the the campaign.
1: Yeah, we could can, we can finally th- submit our names, submit the No Joke Hall of Fame into the campaign. You all know That's which right. one we're talking about. Wow, Sarah, that is um, really impressive diligence. I am so impressed. And also, I really appreciate your blunt honesty in stepping forward. And I don't even want to say confessing. I would say just being honest with us about how Cirque du Soleil got to where Cirque du Soleil is on the No Joke public list. I'm so happy to have this information three hour yes. turnaround time critical critical piece of data.
2: Yeah, that's an all time voicemail. Oh, I yeah. put that I put that top of the list. That's a that's a rock solid. Didn't expect that, but just when it said, "This is Sarah from Denver," I have a bit of explaining to do. <laughs> we knew that we were a rocky road was ahead,
1: and it ended. Rocky road ended with, and I'm five ten. Mm,
2: Rocky Road in 510. Adam, how does Rocky Road in 510 contribute to the to second the... act break song? Ooh, Rocky Rocky Road.
1: Okay. Well, I Rocky don't Road I don't need to tell you. On. Oh, that's a good one. That's a great one, John Denver, of course. Whoa. Whoa. What were you going to say? Of course, Weird Al Yankovic has a song that's called I Love Rocky Road. That is a, a spoof of joan Jet's I Love Rock and Roll and I barely need to tell you that obviously.
2: Adam, uh, I'm going to tell you and the nation I feel like enough time has passed. One time I went pool hopping in Joan Jett's pool. Wait. What? <laughs> what? what enough time has passed. Enough time has
1: passed. What do
2: you mean? I hopped over the fence pool hopping. Are we familiar with pool hopping?
1: Just like hopping over the fence, dipping up for a second in the pool, and getting the heck out of there.
2: Identifying it's kind of like cutting through backyards, yes. identifying which neighbors and strangers have pools. Yes. You and your friends mischievously climb up to the fence, <laughs> hop over, jump in the pool, sprint like hell to get out of that backyard without getting caught. Amazing. Go to the next pool, go as many as you can without getting caught. Love that. Well, Joan Jet lived in my neighborhood. <laughs> she lived near a golf course, and there was just enough of a sliver of space where you could see between the trees that there was a big old pool, what? and she loved Rocky Road. <laughs> and I was like I've got to tag it. Oh my God, Bill! And so evening, it was evening. The sun was down. Yes. Uh, I went for it with a few friends. Amazing. This is all. These are my confessions. What can I say? And long story short, your boy got his rocky road, and he got the hell out of there.
1: Uh, but what are you wearing for the pull-up? Are you already in a bathing suit, or are you yeah. surrendering to getting jeans wet? No, you
2: are already in a bathing suit. You have flip-flops waiting for you on the other side of the fence, oh, and yeah. one of your friends is holding your bike upright. Absolutely. So you don't even pick up your bike. It's literally get on go.
1: Incredible. I mean, that's how, honestly, I'm 37, and that sounds like something I would like to start doing now, pool hopping. Yes. I would like pool to start hopping. doing that. Yeah.
2: I would not encourage people to do it in this heightened political climate, but give it a couple of years and get back in that pool. <laughs> so Adam. We can either play I Love Rocky Road by Weird Al Yankovic or we could play Ushers. These are my, my confessions. confessions.
1: Give me give me some Usher. I mean, we've had a lot of confessions both from you and from Sarah from Denver. This has been a confession-packed act. Mm. Act. Fact. <laughs> Fact.
2: Yeah. All right. These are Ushers and my <laughs> confessions. <laughs>
0: of my confessions, just when I thought I said all I can say, my shit on the side says so she got one on the way. To so my confessions, man I'm thrown and I don't know what to do. I guess I gotta keep part two of my confessions. If I'm gonna tell it, then I gotta tell it all. Oh. they cried right when I got that phone call. I'm so thrown, I don't know what to do, but to keep part two of my confessions. it's gonna be the Think I ever had to do. Got me talk- to myself, asking how I'm gonna tell you about that chick on part one. I told y'all I was creeping with, creeping with. Said she's three, three months, months pregnant and she's keeping it. it. The first thing that came to mind was you. Second thing was, how do I know if it's mine and yes. is it true? Third thing was me wishing that I never did what I did. How I ain't ready for no kidding. Bye bye to revelations. Just when oh, I thought I said all oh, I I can take my chick on the side. She she got one of I'm so I, don't I, don't I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what to do, but to give part two of my, my confession, I stuck so on stupid trying to figure out, when, what, and how, I'ma let this come out of my mouth, said it ain't gonna be easy. But I need to stop thinking, contemplating, be a man and get it over with, over with. I'm riding in my whip, racing to her place, talking to myself, preparing the tell to her face. She opened up, up the, the door and me. didn't wanna come near, near I me. I said, "Why, baby? Please, baby?" To my confession, just when oh. I thought I said all I say, my goes on the side so got oh. away. Oh. to side. She goes, my confession, man, so
1: Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. That was Confessions by Usher and Billy and yeah. Sarah from Denver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> were you a big Usher guy? I know you were a
2: big hip-hop guy. I know you loved the Wu-Tangs of the world. Yes. But like when Usher was dropping my way, like were you like, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know what – I have a knee-jerk kind of reaction away from sort of cro- crooners of that kind, like tuxedo, top hat, sexy crooners
0: uh, Those who sell sex?
1: Say it again.
2: Those who sell sex?
1: Those who sell sex, I guess. I mean I love. I, I I I'm big into I, I love people who use their sexuality to, to sell things. I'm big into that, but I don't know. I never really clicked way into Usher, but did he do that song that was like, Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Big time with Lil John. Yeah, yeah. I mean I mean of course he has a couple of songs that are like like etched into my consciousness and brain for sure. Yeah. Right. Uh but you were you were you were an Usher Stan from the jump, you were down with Usher from yeah. the beginning, of course. Nineties R and B is yeah, different.
2: Nineties R and B it was very cool to me and my friends. Yeah. Like it would be very like much older and like smoother. Like Tony Braxton was yeah. probably twenty years older than me, but me and my friends were like, She's the coolest lady on <laughs> earth. <laughs> Love like, Tony Braxton hits different. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just so cool. I mean, like, I can't explain it. That whole genre, that whole era was just great for me and my friends.
1: Yes. But Confessions, that's sort of a late, is that, that's kind of like a, that's sort of a later career Usher hit? I mean, in the Uber Like, mid, mid-2000s? Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. I want to say that Confessions sh- has showed up previously on one of our Summer Anthems episodes. I want to say. really. I, I, maybe that's I'm wrong like, about that, but.
2: You know, Adam, I think it's a good time to reflect real quick. Oh, this great. pandemic and this quarantine yeah. has really like, it's a forced us, not forced us, but required us to do podcasts remotely. Yes. So A, we take things for granted now True. Like where we've done 15 podcasts where I just stare at a computer screen and don't see you. Yes. So that is just, that's odd in and of itself. Absolutely. Um, what it has also done has, as kind of, um, It's made it more difficult for us to have more interactive episodes, not with voicemails, but with playing music while we're talking. Yeah, totally. And that was a staple of the Summer Anthems episode. Absolutely, absolutely. So we need to agree. Everyone needs to wear masks moving forward so that we can get a Summer Anthems episode on the books.
1: Let's get our priorities straight here, United States of America. Yes, schools need to be open. Yes, people need to get back to work. But for the love of God, Billy and I need to start doing some episodes where we can weave in music willy-nilly. We need to be able to get – let's get back to what's really important in this country, in this world. Please. You know,
2: Adam, I'm glad that we're talking about this because I heard a song last night oh. that hit different. Tell me. It hit, it hit different, just like um, Tony Braxton hit different. <laughs> okay. So I'm sure you've been experiencing it to a certain degree. Fireworks for the past two months every single night. Sounds like Vietnam. Yep, absolutely. Day and night, Yes everyone seems to now just like universally hate fireworks. Please stop exploding them. We're tired of the bomb. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And then you put on a 4th of July playlist and Katy Perry's firework. Banger. starts playing. True banger. That's up there with tips of my toes, oh, tips yeah. of my nose, <laughs> yeah. and that is up there with um, Carly Rae. Oh, that yeah. might
1: be up there.
2: I mean, it starts with her just getting excited, yep. and then the fireworks burst. We're having a very good time. That would be up there.
1: Know, that is like uh, one of those like medically, scientifically engineered in a lab perfect pop songs that you just – you whether you like it or hate it, you love it. Like you mm. love it, and you need it. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I great. heard
2: it, and I felt great, and I felt good, and I felt excited, and I was like Katy Perry. It was just a really important ride. Oh yeah. So- So once we get back in the studio, everyone put on a mask, we will play that song on an upcoming episode of No Joke when we're back in the studio. Absolutely. That's our promise. That's our big promise. We bow
1: that to you, Sarah DeSole. Now, Billy, I have a question uh, that we're looping back to Hamilton for a second. We're talking about songs that get us fired up, that send us Mm -hmm. to the strat, strat, stratosphere, just like firework. What was the, if you had to lift out one song from Hamilton that sort of sent that shiver up your spine? Was there one particular moment or one song? Yes. Okay tell me
2: <laughs> so obviously lin-manuel miranda david diggs hercules they yes. all have like ferocious raps yes. and there are some monster songs that everyone just knows whether they've heard the soundtrack yes or not. yes the one performance and the one mm. uh verse
1: i'm on the edge of my was- seat yeah
2: so there's three Skylar sisters. Right. There's the middle one, Eliza. She okay. ends up marrying Lin-Manuel Miranda. Okay. And they have kids. <laughs> there's pretty. Peggy. Yes. Who plays a variety of roles in the show, but Peggy just kind of says her name Peggy in a funny way a couple of times, and that's just her role. And Peggy. And then there's, yep. Yep. And then there's this older sister who is kind of Hamilton's um, like intellectual equal. Got it. And um, there's a mutual respect and maybe like some flares of, is this a romance? Got play? it. And so it's complicated. Um, she also introduced her sister to Hamilton. Got it. It's very complicated. And she, and so you think that she's kind of this device to move the story along until she gets until this storyline occurs. And then she does this verse um, where she I think it's where she starts toasting. She gives a toast at the wedding. Hmm. And she gives a rap verse that I won't be able to do it justice, but is the hardest rap verse of the entire show. Okay. And she doesn't move. At all. Like her head is rock still. And it's probably like 36 bars Sick. where she just goes, where she's just rapping about every single complicated narrative that's happening in her life. And suddenly you're like, Who the hell are you? Awesome. It was the only time where I paused it and rewound for like ninety seconds to <laughs> cool. her cool. rip this again. Oh hell yeah. She, and that was one of the elements where you're watching the show where you're just like, these are all musical theater actors. And of course they're trained in breath control and they do vocal rest and all these kind of things. But like the rap that they're doing, like the hardest rappers in the game couldn't do this. It's, this is Olympic level rap.
1: It's such a funny. That is so kind of. That's such a great point. It's almost like a true musical theater genius can really kind of adopt and the wear the clothes of like any musical genre and like do it and like can really chameleonify themselves into any musical genre. That is so true. It's just like like uh, like whoever this actress was can who's like a Broadway you know like Lin Manuel Miranda or Debbie Diggs can like wear the skin of a true rapper like easier than like Busta Rhymes could wear the skin of like to, like Busta Rhymes couldn't be Sky Masterson and Guys and Dolls you know what I mean like mm. it almost doesn't go both ways like yeah, I would buy a ticket but I would buy but a I ticket would I would buy, buy that ticket. ticket absolutely I would buy that yeah <laughs> Busta what it is
2: right now Adam this is what it is right now yes. we have another voicemail oh, great and I I'm not gonna lie so it's from our good friend no joke hall of fame member Alicia and great. The subject of the email says, maybe shame a Karen, question mark.
1: Maybe shame a Karen. Okay, okay, here we go.
2: So part of me, I was like, I never listened to the voicemails in advance, but part of me was like, I have complicated feelings on the word Karen. Yes. Just group labeling and all of these kind of things can feel like slippery slope. Totally. Be careful what you start saying. Totally. Be careful what you think is cute because yep. it usually doesn't end up cute. Yep. Okay. So I read that and I was like, hmm, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to uh, listen to this first. Okay, but Here's great. the backstory. And it ends with a big laugh. Okay. Okay, It sends with a big laugh. So, hi, boys. I'm a proud member of the No Joke Hall of Fame, but I'm sorry for being busy over the past few weeks. Can I blame work again and again and again? (laughs) More importantly, attached. Here is an immediate summary after an interaction I had with a, in quotes, Karen. Okay. I thought the sitch was entertaining for the nation, but a few context points. I am an Afro-Latina, emphasis on being very black. The cashier is the son of the owner of the store and their Muslim Somali-Americans. Okay. Three. She had a serious, period, Karen, period, haircut. Sorry for swearing. (laughs) Sorry for swearing. Best, Alicia. (laughs) So... Full disclosure, I listened to this first. I got a big laugh out of it. So let's all experience Alicia's situation at the convenience store.
4: I think I stopped the Karen situation in its tracks today. I was standing behind some lady at a convenience store down my block. I was getting some dish soap. And she was, I don't know, getting some cards. And the moment she walks in, she's like, hey, it's me. You know, sorry, I look like a bank robber or something. Clearly, like, not enjoying the mask. Right. She goes around the store just saying like, oh, she's so hard to bring them this mask or whatever. Whatever. Everybody's fucking annoying her. She goes up to the front and she's like to the guy, yeah, you have these cards. I'm so glad you still have these cards. So many, you know, so many people don't have them because of all the people who are dying and and so many people don't have these fucking cards. Whatever. Uh, Anyway, I'm standing directly behind her. The gentleman is Muslim American. Right. Some... Variety, I'm not sure I'm standing directly behind her um, And I just I'm just like peeping her vibe I see her sunglasses are in her pocket I see that she Her pocketbook is whatever on her whatever Anyway, I just like Taking the scene out without really paying
2: attention. Classic peeping the
1: vibe. <laughs> peeping the vibe. Sunglasses are in her pocket. The pocketbook's on the whatever. Yeah, good. Let's not lie. We're all
2: constantly in a state of peeping one another's vibe. You got a vibe. I, I think, think that's something get that in we can. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. You can't have blinders on in this world. You got to do some vibe. That's so a so survival vibe. skill. Absolutely. All right. So back to Alicia. She's in the convenience store. Right. Um, this woman has been kind of making a lot of attention towards the mask she is wearing. Right. And Alicia has been peeping the vibe. She noticed sunglasses in the pocket. Right. Bag. Whatever.
4: She leaves. I buy my stuff. Again, it was some dish soap, some hand soap, etc., cetera, et cetera, She comes back in and she's like, Someone stole my sunglasses. Oh, I was just in here. Someone stole my sunglasses and I kind of stopped in her tracks. What? I was in the middle of my checkout, and I was Check. like, they're in your pocket. She's like, and she starts patting like her po- her front pockets. She's like, they're not, I'm like, your back pocket. And she checks, she's like, oh, well, I would never put them there. <laughs> <laughs> I would never put them yeah. there. I would never, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. She
3: <laughs>
4: and the, the, the guy, the register
3: guy, checking me out is like, "You're very
4: perceptive," and I'm like, "I know, I know, I know."
1: This is why you peep the vibe. This is why when.
2: I would never put them there. is a truly hysterical thing to say, knowing that you put them there.
1: Never. It must
2: not have been me. It was the other me. It must have been the other me who put that there. If
4: he stole my
2: sunglasses and then put them in my opposite pocket, that I would (laughs) never put them in.
1: Well, good for Alicia for people, the vibe. I mean, like, that's why that's why you open thine eyes, look around, notice details, no. store them away in your brain, and you too no. can prevent an altercation at a convenience store. Well done. That's, well done. Well done.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, great vibe, people, Alicia. Yeah. Um, and great episode on Hamilton added. Oh, yeah. If you can believe it. That's it. Okay. That's that. All right. This is the this is the rare episode where Dan Herrero gets to check off two. Oh, actually, I don't know if Hamilton was on the list, but definitely check off um, Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. De Soleil. Thanks to Sarah du Soleil.
1: Thank you, Sarah, for explaining the meteor- the oral history of the meteoric rise of Cirque du Soleil on NoJokePublicList.com that we all, none of us knew we needed to hear. So thank you yes. for that. Yeah. Keep an eye
2: out for pros and cons door <laughs> featuring me and the bird whose nest i am currently sitting in so far i am okay but once again if i have to go i have to go yep. please leave the hashtag prayers up billy at billy Scafuri on twitter instagram all my socials yep, yep. 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 Anything, Adam, you'd like to plug? Are you in a nest? Before we get out of here,
1: uh, no, I'm not in a nest. I just want to say, check out Spotify for music. uh What else? uh Disney Plus. Plus. Disney Plus is amazing. Plus. Uh, if you guys yep. are looking for sneakers, Nike, um, Nike. What else? Reebok. uh And I would yep. say Apple computers are, are yes. make some great computers. Brother printers, Boar's Head deli meats. Yep. 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 What else could we plug here? Um, I think oh, that's about G-E. it. G-E. Yeah. G-E, G-E, for G-E. GE. for all your electricity and stuff. Um, yeah, American Airlines. American Airlines, if a you phase. need to. Of Every seat. Every seat. Yep. Every seat. Yep. Fill them up. Yeah, yep. Fill them up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think we've gotten off track, so I think I'm just going to wrap it up here. For the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scafiore. <laughs> I'm Adam Lustig. American Airlines. Fill them up <laughs> when
4: we'll be back next week. All right. Thank you.
1: That was a HeadGum Podcast.